Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 24 of the Pictures Out There podcast series with Lee Stewart and Dave Fogelman. Today's episode is the first in a two-part mini-series, Creating and Managing the Roadmap for Your Group or Organization's Best Life. Creating a picture works beautifully for any group or organization, and operating by our ideals also works beautifully for any group or organization. Let's explore. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Well, thank you very much for that kind introduction, Candy. This is Lee. And this is Dave. And welcome again to the Pictures Out There podcast series. So today's topic is part one of two of a topic we call Creating and Managing the Roadmap for Your Group or Organization's Best Life. Okay? Pictures out there and these podcasts describe how life could be, how the world could be, and how we could be. Not ambitious at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, go- we're going for the whole thing here. The podcast and book describe what we believe are our answers, Lee's and mine, for life in general and for the world, and also for ourselves as individuals. The books and podcasts, though, also describe how anyone can figure out their own answers for life, the world, and their individual selves, and then live accordingly. This same roadmap, we'll call it, can be used for any group or team of any size. Hmm. Pieces of the life puzzle can all fit. The concepts and approaches we've described in these podcasts and in Dave's book, Pictures Out There, are 100% applicable to companies, corporations, organizations, departments, teams. We think any and all groups. 100%? 100%. Okay. They are fully applicable and usable at any level. So it's not just the C-suite at any level and for any group of people, in addition to their use for individuals and, we think, for humanity as a whole. We can describe the pieces of the roadmap for any group of people to think through and make it their own. Then, it is a beautiful and usable path forward for that group to take action. So we're going to invite you all to think of any group that you wish, okay, as we have this conversation today, to serve as an example Lee and I are going to talk through this roadmap opportunity, as we call it, from the perspective of a company or an organization. So a company or organization, typically to get us started, needs a mission or vision. Mm -hmm. We're familiar with those words, right? For Mm -hmm. clarity of purpose, right? We would say that they really need a picture. Mm -hmm. If a company or organization thinks it has an optimum vision or mission without a clear visual, a clear picture of their desired future based on what that company or organization wants to achieve, then we would say they're missing the boat. A couple of examples just to kind of have you think about. For example, if uh, John F. Kennedy, instead of saying we're going to put a man on the moon in 10 years, had said, we want to have the best space program in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Would we have put a man on the moon? Right. Would there have been that clear visual? Right. If Martin Luther King Jr., instead of saying, I have a dream, and the visual that he then described with that speech had said, we want to have the best race relations possible. Mm -hmm. We want to have improved race relations. Would you have that inspirational moment? Right. If John Lennon and Yoko Ono had, instead of saying, imagine, and the visual picture that they laid out had just said, 
Hey, just, what if? What if, or the <laughs> the world should just be a better place? Yes. Would you have that power right. in their visual? So those are great examples, each one of which I think you could argue, yeah, even with a rather diffuse vision, progress would have been made, right. would have occurred. But with that laser focus of put a man on the moon, I have a dream of racial equity in the United States. Those were so crystal clear that people were unable to take action then. And you then have a visual that everybody is pointing toward and their actions are much more likely to be moving in the same direction. Yes. So a picture, a visual of that desired future then gives life to the dream, the vision, the mission, and it's an absolute requirement. Yes. So the next step for a group or an organization is typically then to create a strategy. So first comes a vision, an articulation of the mission, and then strategies on how we're going to achieve that. Strategy is created without a clear picture of the desired future, We'll take a group or organization somewhere, just not to the true desired future reflected in a clear picture. Strategy that is created with a clear picture in mind will always serve the organization or group's purpose much better. Lee, I think of the visual of everybody having clarity on the picture that we're going from Los Angeles to New York. And instead of that, if basically the notion is we want to go eastward. Right. You know, okay. Some of us are going to end up in Miami. Some of us are going to end up in Washington. Chicago. Right. And then leadership or whoever has established that mission or vision may say, what's the deal here? Yeah. We're frustrated. Why aren't... What did you all not get? And were we going to take a plane, a car? Were we going to walk? Were we going to bike? Right. Okay. So as a reminder, pictures can be created and used at any level. We're going to reinforce this and affirm this. An individual level, a team level, an organization level, an enterprise level, every day for every situation. So we're trying to continue to use the phrases or terms that we're all probably most familiar with where we use mission, vision, strategy. So once we have a picture, mission, vision, and a strategy to achieve that picture, let's next think about the culture of the group or organization. Again, a very frequent topic Mm -hmm. and a term we're all familiar with. Culture is how we behave and how we do things. Hmm, what would an ideal culture be? Well, Mm -hmm. we think we just said it. Mm -hmm. It would be a culture based on our best Best and highest ideals. ideals. Right. We sometimes, I think, make this way, way more complicated. Yeah, we do. So I do a lot of work in organizational culture, right? And in many, many instances, people think, well, we're going to treat one another respectfully. And that's good. And that's important. And I would prefer to work in a culture in which people treated one another respectfully. But too frequently, that's where it stops. Right. And there's not really an articulation of ideals. Right. What is our purpose being members of this organization? So once again, our ideals that become our culture can be created and used at any level, we would say, individually team, organization, company, as we're talking about here, used every day for every situation as things come up. Ask, are we operating on the basis of our ideals, our simple ideals? And as a reminder, our ideals and pictures out there that we put forward were we're the same and we're unique. Yes. Helping each other. Love first. So as an example, we're just going to put forward here (laughs) those ideals that we have Gee, wouldn't those kind of be a wonderful stated culture of any group or organization? Mm -hmm. We're the same and we're unique, helping each other. Love Love first. first. Hmm. We happen to kind of think so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I think, Lee, on ideals, the test gets to be, well, if I'm in an organization and we have this stated culture that's based on our ideals, well, what happens if I, without meaning to, do something that goes against those ideals? Mm -hmm. Would I want somebody to tell me? Yes. Yes. 
I'd want somebody to tell me. If I did something that somebody thought was not helpful or something that was selfish or something where I wasn't doing a kind, loving thing Mm -hmm. to somebody else, I would want to know that. Yeah, I would hope someone else would bring that to my attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so one of the things we wanted to underscore, and we see this as we do with all of the things we've talked about, is a positive opportunity. The things we've described in terms of, gee, how often do we see companies or organizations really do a picture for their vision or mission? How often do we then see a strategy that marches to a simple picture? Mm -hmm. How often do we see a culture that's based on simple ideals? It's pretty rare. It's rare, yeah. And so we see it as, as an opportunity. If somebody, I guess, wants to say, gee, that might be a competitive opportunity, you know, yeah, it would be. It would be. It would be. We hope, again, that that instead of viewing it as just something that's competitive, it's just the right way to do It's the things. right way. And a secondary benefit may be a competitive advantage. Yeah. 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 So we have a picture for mission and vision. We have a strategy aligned to that picture. And as we've just discussed, a culture that's based on our ideals. So how would power and leadership best work in a group or organization? Ah. So we think we described it with our power, leadership, allegiance, influence model several podcasts ago. Some of the primary tenets of that model, to refresh our memories, include power. Well, share power with others whenever possible. People gain experience and expertise through utilizing power with others. So we talked in a previous podcast about maybe I possess some power by virtue of authority, Mm -hmm. position, right? Give some of that power away, all right? It's going to improve the other people. It's going to improve the organization over time. Leadership. Share leadership with others whenever possible, just as we stated with power. People gain experience and expertise through leading others, not only through exercising power, but through leading others. The allegiance element. Have everyone's ultimate allegiance be to the organization's or group's ideals. If forced to choose between allegiance to the group's ideals or to the power exerted by other people in the group, we would say pick allegiance to the ideals rather than to the power. Keep the group's culture on track. So now let's think about that. We're not advocating that it's easy, and we're aware that it's politically fraught, okay? But to really maximize a culture and empower everyone within that culture, we would say be allegiant to the ideals rather than to those who exert the power. Lee, how frequently have you and I in companies or organizations that we've been involved with really seen authority, as you're describing it here, really actively, actively share power? And that's that's how they they lead, sharing power. Right. Uh, what is that, one out of ten? In small little pockets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. How often have we seen that done with leadership? And then how often have we seen somebody really go, oh, by the way, I may have some authority because of the role I'm in. Mm-hmm. If you see me do something that you think goes against the ideals, the culture of the organization, I want to be called out on that every time. Yes. How often have we heard somebody say something like that? Yeah, not frequently. Not frequently. Yeah, absolutely. The authority thing, it's like, no. Right. And, And so what we're describing here, we understand for an individual that's in a company or organization, you may hear this and kind of go, there's huge risk. Yes. In doing that. It's politically fraught. Yeah. (laughs) And so we're saying to everybody in the company or an organization from the formal leader on down, everybody has to do this kind of thing and it's going to work. Right. It's going to work so much better. Yeah, absolutely. 
So our final element is to discuss influence. So we typically gain influence when we share our power with others. We should always then use our influence and always use our own unique individual voice. There's a concept called positional power versus personal power. Positional power is easy to understand, right? Hey, I'm the boss. I have the job title. I have a box on the organizational chart. However, what we're describing is Everyone should strive to achieve maximum personal power. And that's when people share authority. They share leadership. They share influence. Everyone is rowing against the same cultural ideals. So we have a vision mission or a picture. We have a strategy aligned to that vision mission or a picture. We have a culture that's based on ideals. We have a power and leadership model that is built around over time, sharing power and sharing leadership and having allegiance to ideals. All of those are established for our group or organization. Okay, we're ready for the journey, right? Well, that journey is going to have twists, turns, change, bumps in the road, all sorts of things happening on that operations journey, right? Operations is kind of the next step. Well, we believe that we've shared some tools all along the way in these podcasts that can help any group or organization on their operational journey to their pictures. And these tools would get used at different times depending on the situation you're trying to address or the stage you may be in on that journey. Mm -hmm. We talked about the importance of process, including trying to keep process work simple enough to be clearly understood so that it's clearly actionable. Lee, uh, you and I have both seen all sorts of process work Mm -hmm. get done over time. Mm -hmm. Lots of times the complexity of it tends to weigh everything down yes. and there's charts on the wall and right. people just walk away yep. from it because ah, I'm just going to go do my job. Right. So we've articulated the importance of process, the impact of it, but trying to keep the work as simple as possible so it stays actionable. Yeah, for absolutely. If I have to look at the conference room wall and try to <laughs> decipher the interlinking boxes yeah. and flow charts and stuff, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. So we're dealing with our, our human limitations with that. We've talked about having clear processes for influencing and then making choices and decisions. And Lee, this is one I, I know in my experience uh, in corporate world, just the clarity about how decisions get made is very, very helpful to groups. And lots of times the answer is an incredibly simple model. Using the power of visuals in all elements of operations. We've talked about pictures. That power of visually addressing things or describing things is is important all the way through operations. And then lastly, creating an environment for lifelong learning. And so implications for training, performance improvement, and more. And we've described that we are big, big true believers in lifelong learning. And you know what that last point leads to? The development of personal power. Mm -hmm. So sharing our individual perspectives, supporting a close-knit and diverse team of human beings. Our examples include our community of caring, moderation and extremes. We've talked about the concept of widening and narrowing. So all of these elements come into play. Developing group or organizational wisdom. That means to regularly practice and use the following. The simple to complex to simple model. Always exhibiting curiosity. And a close cousin of that is asking questions. And then finally, the power of storytelling. People respond not only to clear pictures, but also to stories versus data. And this is where our individuality really comes to life in all the things that Lee's describing. We can do the storytelling about our community and make sure that those that community of caring that we have doesn't supersede 
uh, our investment in the company as a whole, the organization mm-hmm. as a whole, or in our individuality. Mm-hmm. The importance of understanding where we're moderate and we're extreme and explaining that to other people. Widening and narrowing. Are we curious? Are we looking for new things? Or are we focused on trying to achieve a thing? And for a time, our actions are narrow in the right way. And then, again, organizational wisdom and being able to use that as a practice throughout the company. Mm-hmm. We've also described the math of kindness, using math to solve problems, particularly big problems. And those can be big problems. We describe ones like hunger and climate clean change. air and water and climate change. But you can have big problems in a company or an organization and use math to figure them out and then explain them to people. Use simple Math. Right. Okay. Use simple math that people can really understand. We talked about accessing communities of future thinkers. It's always helpful to get outside of your company or your organization to look at best practices or future type things that we're doing in the fashion that we have engaged the on the Aftershock mm-hmm. book and the essayists and that to engage those folks. And then lastly, accessing and fully utilizing the full and total variety of gifts and talents in the group or organization. Lee, I have to say, I'm not sure I've ever seen an organization that has really done that well. I feel like every organization or team or group that I've been involved in, it's just very, very hard to tap into all the gifts and talents mm-hmm. that a team has or a group has. It's, it's tough. It is tough. And further, I know you and I both have experienced a lot of organizations when it's time to create a vision, a mission, revisit our strategic plan mm-hmm. and do those things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's just the purview of a collection of individuals, maybe just a few. Right. And rarely do those few. And this is not a criticism of those individuals. No. Mm-mm. They don't have the mechanisms in place to reach out to get all of the gifts and perspectives that the organization can offer. So what does that propagate? Well, over time, an entire organization's vision really just is resident within the minds of a few folks. I've certainly had that experience where you find out that somebody on a team or in an organization or a company has some experience or skill. Mm Mm-hmm. And you had no idea. You had no idea. Of it. And sometimes you've worked with that individual for a long time. And they didn't really feel like yeah. it was important for them to offer that up or say, oh, by the way, do you know that mm-hmm. I can? And it's so helpful. Yeah. It's so helpful to know that and makes the team stronger. Absolutely. So we've talked about having a great life balance. That goes for us as individuals, but also that goes for a team or a group or an organization. Think about an entire organization having proper balance. Mm. The group members' spiritual and physical experiences, managing individual biases as those group members work together, and optimizing the orchestra of the group or organization, optimizing the whole group and each person's place in it. Now, this is related to what we were just discussing about making sure you're encompassing all the gifts and talents that people in the organization possess. Well, here, if we think about the orchestra, I think that's a great picture For people to think about and go, ah, I could create a vision here or a strategic plan that just has a couple of trumpets. Well, what if it were an entire orchestra representing all the perspectives and diverse points of view from the organization? It would make more beautiful music. Absolutely. And we did a very specific five-part mini-series of podcasts on this notion of balance. The ICE model, we talked about that in a podcast, individual, community, and external. When we're trying to figure out where we're at or somebody in our team or company or organization is trying to figure out where they're at, you can use this model. A team can use this model. How does the team feel about itself? How does the team feel about, say, 
others in the company that they closely work with. That may be their community. If that team does customer service, what does the external world think about that function? And so you can use that to figure out where the gaps are and how the team feels and how, how positive they are. And we've not gotten to this topic yet. We will. But it's so important to emphasize gratitude. We're going to do that in a later podcast, mention that. Among other things, gratitude is a constant reminder to the group or organization to celebrate to recognize each other, to get momentum, to appreciate progress. Yeah, absolutely. Very important to note, recognize, and uh, celebrate gratitude. So these operational tools are always available for use at any time. And again, at any level, individual level, team level, organizational level, as we've stated. In organizations or groups of any kind, vision and mission, strategy, culture, power, leadership, are most of what ends up making the difference in a group's outcomes and are most of what determines a group or organizational success. Operations, while making a difference in short-term results and needing to be emphasized, typically follow the group's vision and mission, strategy, culture, and power and leadership approach as a factor in group or organizational success. Lee, I completely agree with what you just said. If you had asked me, the question, say, 20 or 30 years ago, I would have not agreed with it. Or mm. I would have said, oh, no, it's, you know, yeah, that leadership stuff for the, you know, the strategy, the, the mission, some of that stuff. Yeah, it's very important. Uh, but then what you go do is, and I, again, it's this notion of, you know, where are we trying to go? And in operations, people can work very, very hard and very successfully take their team within that organization to exactly the wrong place. Yes. Because there's not a coherent, clear picture picture and a great leadership model. And that's something as time has gone on, I have just believed in more and more. Yes. Yep. Yep. So in our next podcast, we're going to have more discussion on the pictures out there opportunities that we believe are there for groups and for organizations. So in closing, what are your pictures? What are your perspectives? What are your ideals? And what is your influence to use? Thanks for joining. Hope to connect with you again soon. Thanks for joining us today. As always, feel free to explore more about Pictures Out There at picturesoutthere.com and major social media sites. We hope you have the day of your dreams, the day of your pictures.